is uh, This is Joe Cole. This is Ruben Loftus Cheek, and you're listening to the London, London is Blue, Blue podcast. podcast. All right, Chelsea fans, welcome back to another episode of the London is Blue podcast. As always, your host, Brandon Jomakos. Dan, no Nick. He is on a road trip, I believe, to Indiana. So apparently he got bored for the three and a half days you guys were home. My My word. Well, look, when you come back from London, you immediately have to adopt the most American thing that you can do. And what's more American than heading over to Indiana? I feel like he's going to reenact the plot of Hoosiers. I'm very much looking forward to that. And I can't wait to see which role in his friend group uh, he has been assigned. I, I mean, I guess... Right? I, what what a guy. The only, uh, only thing just, I think you do in Indiana. Maybe or, or maybe it's like a Pawnee uh, kind of cultural tour. It's going to do too, a little Parks and Rec experience. Too much public transportation for him. I'm going to fire <laughs> up the old diesel machine and chug on out there as if gas isn't crazy right now. Um, but look, it's good. Obviously, I think this is kind of my first. You guys like dominated the recordings. I wasn't the pubs with you, so... Uh, this is my first time reintroducing to the to the audience out there. I almost had a little vacation uh, while you guys were doing that. Uh, but as some of you know, I didn't get to make it to London. I tested positive for COVID. And I actually have like long COVID. It's been two weeks. And I just tested positive again yesterday. Um, so I have this dry cough. So I apologize in advance. I will turn away from the mic as much as possible. Uh, but I do not expect Editor Jake as much of a hero as he is to uh, edit all of these out. So I apologize in advance. Uh, you can tweet me or Discord uh, mention me. Uh, with with bashing that that's totally deserved um, but uh, look before we get into the Leicester City match review um, it was a bit of a dry and boring affair uh, which we'll not elaborate on uh, Chelsea have finally officially announced the rest of uh, their summer tour Dan the Blues are coming back to the States right it is a red white and blue 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 blue, blue. summer for Chelsea supporters in America because Chelsea are going to be coming back for three matches. That's right. Three matches starting on Saturday, July 16th versus Club America in Las Vegas, Nevada. Later the following week, you have Charlotte FC in Charlotte, North Carolina. Wednesday, July 20th. And then Arsenal, the London Derby that is not a London Derby happening in London against Arsenal Saturday, July 23rd in Orlando. So three matches, uh, two East Coast, one kind of West, Midwest, and uh, no love for the central part of the United States. Sorry. Yeah, we get picked on a lot as uh, flyover states and things uh, of that matter. But yeah, look, we're definitely planning on being there uh, as much as humanly possible. Um, It's it's a crazy time that they're going to you know, smash this in before an early preseason. Cause if you guys forgotten, there's a winter world cup coming up uh, for the first time ever, which is a crime in itself. Uh, but I know that we've got, you know, the, the, you know, blue supporters in all of these, these cities and Vegas will be exciting for us as well. Obviously the blue wire connection to home turf. It, home it turf is a for little us. bit home turf for us. So, you know, just if you're planning early and you have the option at the Wynn Resort, I'm just saying that's that's where we'll be, right? Because that's where the Blue Wire Studio is at the Wynn Studios. Uh, but the Strip is not uh, so big that we won't be able to see each other. So, uh, look, Nick has done a great job working Blue Wire uh, for almost two months now. 
uh, putting plans together. So we'll be able to start announce things soon. Uh, I know Gabriel and the boys in Charlotte will definitely be showing up on that one. And then, uh, you know, Cal and all of the, the rest <laughs> of the, the blues groups down there in Orlando, uh, kind of your former territory, Dan. So it'll be good. A little, uh, take you back home, uh, and see, but I mean, Chelsea haven't been here since, since they came to Minneapolis and that was what, 2016, yeah. 2016. Jeez. Yeah. It's been quite the time since Chelsea been able to make it over. I imagine during the lockdown periods, there was likely a plan to come over sooner than actually has transpired for Chelsea. But mm-hmm. just looking at the fan response, the supporter response, the individual chapters and how excited they are, I think we're excited to uh, tap in and support in any way we can uh, with the great events that are being planned by the supporters groups. Uh, I know a couple of reached out and be like, hey, are you going to this? Um, individual supporters who asked where we're going to be. Uh, the, the real question is, where are you going to be? Because we want to go, uh, if you're a listener, uh, we want to buy you a beer. We want to show you a good time. Uh, we want to kind of uh, rub shoulders with you and you know just get an opportunity to uh, take in what should be uh, a series of three wonderful matches across the U.S. against three fun teams. Nah. And yeah, so summer plans, get them penciling in, get them going so that we can uh, have an opportunity to connect with you and uh, watch our beloved blues on our home soil. Yeah, this summer literally couldn't be any crazier for us. I mean, there's only a wedding for you in honeymoon. a month plus, a honeymoon right before all this happens. And yeah. then a Chelsea moon. Can we call yeah. it that? <laughs> I don't I don't know if your new wife is going to be okay with calling it a Chelsea moon. Look, free trip to Vegas and Orlando just might swing her in the direction we need, Dan. Uh, but yeah, so everyone get excited. Like, uh, we should remind, like... Um, Chelsea coming to the States is such an exciting time. We've been to Boston. We went to the match in Minneapolis. Uh, Chelsea fans are the best fans. Uh, it, there's uh, so much uh, just community building and just making new friends and seeing people you haven't seen in a long time. So if you have any ability to get to one of the matches, please do. It would be well worth your time. And the other thing, like we said, Chelsea and Ben here in five, six years. Uh, it doesn't happen all the time, and so it's also a hell of a lot cheaper and easier than you know trying to get tickets and getting to London and things like that as well. So again, if you're on the fence, like reach out to us. Uh, we can kind of help guide and connect people as well. But I think that's where we find the most value with these events is is really just the the connections that you make, which I mean Dan and Nick and Jake talked about in their London trip recap uh, as well. So, anyways, more to come on that. But like genuinely, get excited. This is is really really cool uh, that Chelsea are coming here this summer. So. With that being said, uh, let's go ahead and change gears. Let's go into the script. We're going to talk about the Leicester City match review, obviously. Um, so as we always start with a temperature check of the lovely people out there, Dan, uh, we do this thing called three word match review. Uh, some people try to steal it. Some people try to copy it. Uh, but this is the I home saw of with a two word match review today. Like what the oh, fresh hell, man? Come on. Come on. You know go what the turf is. Over two. Yeah. Well, you can't. I mean, I guess three is a little uh, ill, ill supported now, given the sponsorship change or, uh, you know, what how they kind of uh, maybe have been viewed by the supporters. But anyway, uh, look, three or match review patented trademark the way to run through the feelings of a match with Gleazy with the welcome back, Brandon. A very nice way to start this one off. Uh, Positive energy. Mules with the ads clinch third. 
And that one is maybe in reference just for our uh, UK listeners or people who don't know. Um, Peacock, the streaming service that Chelsea was being broadcast on today, uh, glitched ads into the feed during the terrible. match. Absolutely terrible. Well, look, some of the ads were a little more surprising and interesting than some of the football. So, yeah, there you go. Um, uh, a couple for Alonzo Gabriel with the Alonzo Chaotic Neutral. It's a Dungeons and Dragons reference, Brandon, if you're not aware. Uh, not. Steven with the Duality of Marcos. Our, uh, our new friend, meeting him in person in London. Uh, Jam with the Four in Defense. Meg with the Todd Invest, please. <laughs> and then Craig with the Good for Frank. And then he corrects himself. Oh, you mean Chelsea teetering toward third. Honestly, at this point, it's just kind of like, thank you, Arsenal. As dumb as that is, like, I can't believe they gave Arteta an extension and then immediately botched it in the next two matches. But we owe them because we clearly have ended this season early. So thanks to their hard work, uh, we can watch this match and not have pressure or stress. Uh, I went with Find Your Beach because there clearly is going to be a Corona sponsorship incoming with the maybe the change in ownership or uh, the way that the players are already thinking about their summer plans uh, as evidence maybe from the uh, performance today. Yeah, is what it is. I mean, I just it's it's not even like a bashing. It's just quite honestly just stating fact. Well, uh, 62 matches, Brandon, 62 matches. These players are tired. Is that with all the overtimes? Because then we play like another three or four with all the overtimes added together. Yeah, I mean, you, if you add them in, yeah. Um, I mean, we, we, we are approaching uh, unprecedented territories of minutes required by players this season. Like, I do not blame them in any facet for how tired they must be after starting this season kind of uh, on the back of a truncated uh, start to the season as well. Like this is just nonstop football for like the last one and a half, two years. Um, so I, I, I get it. Like if you had to work all the time without like sufficient breaks, like, would you be tired too? Yes. I am tired. All right. <laughs> so, uh, just a reminder, everybody as we, before we get into the match details, like amazing community on Patreon, we always plug it, uh, suggest you check it out. There's a lot of extra content on there. Um, with the summer coming, we're going to kind of, you know, tweak some things around. But, you know, Joe does his uh, uh, South W6 itch match reviews right after the matches. Jesse does it for the women's team. Double winners, by the way. Um, and Chelsea Youth and I do weekly Academy updates. But like I said, now that the matches are ending, we're kind of going to pivot that. But there's just more content. And even better than the content is the community that exists there. Uh, Jay Norman 21 with the Apple podcast review. That's right. Five stars helps us beat the algorithms and get seen over shows like ESPN FC, which is, well, I mean, respectfully garbage. And then lastly, Spotify, we are 4.9 on 974 reviews. That is right. We're 26 away uh, from yet another milestone of 1000, which is just wildly impressive since it just launched. So, well, and look, Brandon Busby is going to ask listeners to send him a wedding gift. That's not what he does, but your wedding gift to Brandon Busby could be, a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. And really, that's all he's asking for. Is it immoral to tweet my registry link? I, I don't know. 
I, I don't know. Well, but the if thing you need is, it, let he me tweets know. the registry link, <laughs> and all it's going to do is drop a link to Spotify for a five-star review. It's crazy that he funny. got the future Mrs. Busby to agree to this, but she did. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Um, all right, well, let's go ahead and jump into the match, right? It was Leicester City, as we all know, and it was this past Thursday, the 19th of May. It's actually my brother's birthday, so shout out to him, even though he's a Manchester United fan. Uh, we are playing in the Premier League, uh, the only remaining competition for the Blues until the FC Series in America. And it was at Stamford Bridge. Uh, Chelsea won, Leicester City won. Goals come from Madison right away in the sixth minute. Uh, to which the ad break was almost a good time to uh, decompress and let the steam out. And then Alonzo, first time volley in the 34th minute, service compliments of Reese James. So we're going to throw it over to the fifth stand for the highlights, the official Chelsea FC app. So if you haven't downloaded it, go check it out. We appreciate them letting us use their highlights. So let's see how it went. Here we go. Michael, pinging one, and it's a good one. Oh, there's it's a miscommunication. Castagna there. He was looking for Inacho. It's found Madison instead. Is away from Thiago Silva. That's a hell of a finish. There is the Leicester counter-attack, albeit with a bit of Chelsea help. Uh, well, look, sort yourselves out. Alonso and Rudiger. Miscommunication. They both leave it to one another. I'm seeing open palms. Chalibur again. And he will be invited, he might as well, he's done it, oh he's nearly done it again. Crystal Palace, remember that on the opening day, identical spot on the pitch, this time Schmeichel has kept it out, great effort from young Trev. Garo wasn't 100% for the weekend, nor was Kovacic who he replaced, and Kovacic left out tonight. Good ball, Rhys James clipping it, Alonso! Wing back to wing back, incisive, with a bit of urgency, and that familiar left boot levels it up. It's a brilliant goal. It's one of the best goals I've seen in a long time for Chelsea, this. Oh, it's wide. But it's coming, isn't it? It's a delicious ball, Ben. It's, a, it's the ball that Lukaku really likes to attack. It's one of those, it's, it's from deep. And Lukaku rises, perhaps should hit the target. Charles here down the right-hand side. Ball played into Lukaku! Oh, it must be. Oh, no, Pulisic. And I'm pretty sure he was onside as well. How's he missed that? All right, Dan, coming out of the break, that was more lively than it was on TV, so kudos to the team there. But uh, lineups, how did we line up for this one? It was a many between the sticks. Antonio Rudiger, Thiago Silva, and Treb Chalba as your back three. Marcus Alonso and Reese James as the wingbacks with Jorginho and Angola Conte as your midfield duo. Lukaku, Pulisic, and Ziyech as your top three. Kepa, Saar, Barkley, Kennedy, Sal, and Mason Mount on you subs with Azpilicueta, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, and Kai Havertz coming in off the bench. Look, there's been a lot of talk about Andres Christensen recently, right? Uh, maybe a bit Who? of a last-minute pullout of the of the FA Cup final. Treble coming Who? in, doing another great job. I just want to put this point out there, Dan. While we're not saying go bash Christensen, obviously, and if he has mental health issues, then obviously he needs help. My only thing is, if he goes and just goes on a long run for Barcelona, I think he kind of painted himself into a corner with Chelsea fans. Um, and I just, it just, 
seems like, you know, the odds are that, you know, he's ready to kind of move on. It's crazy Ishan made me do that TikTok. By the way, do you guys know we have TikTok now? Uh, our boy Ishan is really pushing that, which is really cool. Uh, but the fact that Christensen, Alonso, and Azpilicueta all might be on their way to Barcelona is is actually just kind of a little bit funny. I don't think any of them are under 29. Oh, obviously, Christensen. Um, so that's also interesting. Um, Chelsea Youth, then my last point here, Dan, about the lineup, uh, tweeted uh, that he was super excited to see Ross Barkley, uh, Sal Niguez <laughs> on the bench when there's absolutely nothing to play for other than Tottenham maybe beating us on goal difference and pipping us to fourth. Uh Clearly, yeah, 18 goals. Yeah, I mean, really, but the risk is massive at this point that we're going to just absolutely look. It's Norwich. It's Norwich at the end versus <laughs> this Tottenham team, which can't stop scoring. So like anything is on the table, but not really. But anything. But not yeah, really. there's not. And, you know, again, he's just saying opportunities for young players to get experience, even dressing, being on the bench, going through pregame and Chelsea just decided not to do it. So, uh, look, he's in that corner firmly, but I get it. I totally understand. I think it's a fair point to bring up. Uh, so, anyways, match stats. Chelsea was 67% possession. We had 20 shots, 7 on target to their 2 with 1 on target. That went in. Um, double the touches, double the passes. Uh, we had 10 tackles there, 18. We had 5 clearances. They had 31. We had 6 corners. They didn't have any. We each had an offsides. We had four cautions, I guess. That was our thing on the day to their one. And we conceded 13 fouls to their seven with an XG of 1.62 to 0 0.09. I, I, I can't even get through that, Dan. <laughs> Did you just like uh, uh, throw up a little in your mouth? 1.62 expected goals for Chelsea to 0 0.09 for Leicester. And the game ends 1-1. One, one. Great, great shot from Madison. Apparently. Um, at care for youth with the one random stat. That's sorry, Squawke, you've been bumped. Uh, Chelsea have been in the Champions League places all season, only dropping to fourth for two games. Uh, I'm sorry, two game weeks after a one-one draw away to Liverpool in game week three when we were down to ten men. Uh, we've not dropped lower than third place since game week five when we went top for nine game weeks in a row. So, all being said, like we've been in it and pretty comfortable all season. Even though I think from our perspective, Dan, there have been some pretty big ups and downs throughout this season. Deservedly third. We are, we are a deservedly third place finish in the Premier League this season. With injuries the way that they were, with player availability, with not canceling matches of COVID, with challenges outside of the club impacting potential performances you know, on the pitch. At the end of the day, like we've got third. We won the Super Cup. We won the Club World Cup. We were inches away and a poor VAR decision from the Super Cup. And we went out on penalties. And if you told me that Edouard Mendy saved a, a penalty in the shootout at the FA Cup final, I would have imagined that we would have won because he doesn't naturally save pen penalties at, at an astronomical rate. Like, again, we'll get into it more in depth in our total season review, but like, I think the hysterics around this match when everything's fully baked is is not worth losing sleepover at this point or losing kind of uh, your own personal time to something that, you know, would be more you know, of a worthwhile investment. All right. Well, we're going to take a pause there. Uh, we're going to hit our ad break. But when we get back, we're going right on to our first topic, which is 
on the beach. So thank you to the sponsors for financially supporting the show. And we'll be right back. All right, our next partner has a product that I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because, well, it's hard to get a lot of micronutrients in. You know, we're all focused on our macros with protein, carbs, and, and fat. And now we got to add the micronutrients from fruits and vegetables. It's just hard to eat that many servings a day. So uh, I started doing it just to make my life a lot more efficient. I'm getting better gut health and a more uh, durable resistant immune system. So what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food, sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of the things. Again, I do it. It's easy. It's fast. It's quick. Uh, I throw up my shaker usually on my way home from work, drink it, it, it goes down quickly. Uh, and like I said, you get six servings of vegetables a day very easily. Uh, but hey, don't listen to me. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. It's recommended by professional athletes and it's trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. So right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills, supplements to look out for your gut health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to say, give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash London is blue. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash London is blue to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Uh, but coming out of the break, we have the Watford match review. And then as Dan was alluding to a lot of season review episodes, obviously fan favorite, keep sell loan. Uh, it'll be exciting to see how many other people do that this summer, but, uh, we'll definitely be bringing it to you with the rock star, uh, cast that we have assembled here, uh, on the London is blue and, and just a lot more, you know, um, there's going to, the cool thing is there's going to be a lot more live content coming now that Chelsea are coming to the U S which I think a lot of you guys and girls, uh, when men and women enjoyed that, I, I actually did. I thought the, the pub chats were good. Um, so I'm glad we sent those live mics with you guys. All right. So topic number one on the beach, um, the match was pretty low tempo, pretty boring, um, I think what you saw was like defenders not throwing it out on all on the line anymore, Dan, right? They're just doing kind of like 70% enough. Um, obviously there's still professionalism, but everyone understands from a player's perspective, there's literally nothing to play for. Uh, third is secure. You know, I don't think there's probably too many player bonuses that like they're looking to click right at the end so they can get that extra payday. Um, they're just trying not to get injured. Well, when you have a couple players who uh, very likely are about to sign or will sign contracts for their new clubs in the very near future, things like an injury that could derail that could definitely be a concern for them. And so you would imagine that that plays a little bit of a part in it. You know, we needed a point from this match to guarantee that we would finish top three uh and in third spot so like it wasn't that there was nothing to play for but it was a minimal effort required it's kind of like the you you've done most of the work for a group project and now you only need to do is maybe like the formatting piece on it like to make sure that you meet the 
the standards uh, that that the teacher or professor has indicated is required for how they want things to be formatted to submit it officially so you don't get docked. Um, that's where this team is at right now. And again, I, I don't blame them. I think it's maybe wrong to have unrealistic, unrealistic expectations of this team right now who are clearly tired, clearly ready for some type of break, and ready for the refresh that Tuchel talked about in the press conference heading up to this match we're like we are rebuilding this team this summer there is a massive project coming in the next few weeks that you know it seemingly is already underway with uh you know i imagine once the bully bid is officially official um through all the governance tests and licensing that will be underway, but you're talking about integrating tons of youth players, signing some some key individuals to take into new positions, potentially different formation standards. There's a lot coming, and I think that is also looming large for this team, for this manager, on like the massive amount of work that's going to be taking place uh, at the club in particular over the next 30, 60, 90 days. Again, I, I'm not here to blame players. I'm not here to argue. I just quite honestly think that, you know, it is fair to say they were not going 100%. I think some players were still busting their ass. Look, Christian kind of just has one gear, right? Like, he just runs hard. That's his thing. Um, you know, I think towards the end, there was a lot more, uh, f- you know, push and effort from the team to go get that winning goal. And it's kind of crazy that it didn't happen. Obviously, Christian with the big miss, you know, but Ziyech, you know, hunting in the box, Lukaku hunting in the box. I mean, th- I'm not saying there wasn't effort, you know, but like people weren't going to go up for that 50-50 ball or they weren't going to go into that tackle or, you know, kind of throw their body on the line. It was just a reserved match. And so, you know, if anything, I think we just as fans need to be aware of that. And it's not wrong. It's just the way it is, you know, and and we if we're in their position, I think would do the same thing. You know, you do enough to 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 feel good about your your performance. But like this one was not surprising. Like where are Lester in the table? They're ninth, right? They're going nowhere. They're in 49 points. Like <laughs> you're going nowhere. Look, they might jump wolves. But like, again, that's just another million bucks. You know, Brighton could potentially jump them, you know, but like those players, they don't really care either. And they had a long campaign trying to win the conference league, you know, so it's like this didn't surprise me, I think, Dan. And and with all the talk that's going on outside of the club, that does add a lot to it. And Tuchel, I think he's finally opened up to that and, and started to be like, OK, um, we have nothing else to lose, so I guess we can talk candidly now. So it's not a talking point about, oh, Chelsea were distracted in the FA Cup final. I think it is fair if I were going to lobby a criticism uh, against you know our, our manager in this match. Because, to be fair, it wasn't secured until we got the point, um, a, a top three finish. The lack of academy prospects being in and around the side, being included for uh, the last uh, match of the season, particularly when you have individuals. Um, you know, Saul is not going to be here next year. I imagine Kennedy won't be next year. My gut would say that Saar and Barkley are not here next year. 
like a Harvey Bale, potentially Lewis Hall. Like there are players who have been in and around or involved in minutes with the this first team who would really appreciate the opportunity to even be in the match day squad uh, to the point you made earlier. That's probably the one area that's a little confusing for me. Um, I don't know if you have a theory on uh, why or why not, uh, other than maybe Tuchel doesn't want to send a message to his core squad that he doesn't respect the professional investment that some of these players have made for the entirety of the season. Um, But you would imagine that heading into this last match, you have to see at least a few of them on the bench. Maybe. I mean, they're going to be two to three weeks removed from their season as well. So, you know, maybe they've already uh, probably not like based on Phil's tweet. But I was thinking about that. I was like, well, maybe they've kind of like moved on. Um, But, you know, I I get that. And I and I do think that it, it probably is a thing for Tuchel where it's like, you know, Barkley Saul. you know, Saul's played decent minutes this season. Stars played decent minutes. Like you're just not going to go like rip them out of the squad, you know, and Barkley's been probably a training dummy all season for the team and obviously a pen expert. Um, so that's what I'm thinking, right? Is it's like, to your point, he doesn't want to freeze people out just at the end for no good reason. I mean, shit, quite honestly, Dan, you're probably going to see Barkley, Saul and Sar play in this last match. Well, there you go for an exciting Sunday prediction from Brandon Busby. Uh, your lineup for <laughs> <laughs> for this weekend, for Super Sunday, um, is definitely not super. Yeah, I, for sure. So, um, I don't, yeah, I mean, like I said, I th- this is this is kind of hard for us. It's a bit of a dead rubber part of the season. I mean, last year, remember, we were we were fighting. We were in the FA Cup final, obviously the Champions League final at this point. Top four wasn't secure. We were just right on the edge, and we had to go into the last day being like, Shit, we need a result against Villa. And we got pumped, and then we all had to flip over to the Spurs match and celebrate Harry Kane goals. I mean, it was an ugly day for Chelsea fans. Um, to your point, we've played a lot of football. It kind of makes sense that this one's going to whimper out this season. Um, and Tuchel's already said, look, we are not going to be improving the squad. We're going to be rebuilding the squad, um, which I think is a very interesting perspective from him. Um, and so, uh, you know, like I said, I think we're going to... Uh, see a heavily rotated lineup like Mason. He's going to be here. He's played a lot of minutes. Does he really need to play this last match? Um, you know, especially if there's guys that are on the way out, like you can kind of give them their last little hoorah. There's been a lot of times that, you know, players didn't get to, you know, JT got yeah. a nice sending off, but Frank didn't, you know, um, Drogba didn't the first time. So, um, you know, may- maybe that those are things that are, that are um, playing into it as well. I mean, it sounds like Tuchel knows of at least four or five players that have signed pre pre contracts with other other clubs. He's like slowly dripping the names out. He's like, I'll give you one at a time. Rudiger blows up, and then finally he's like, Yeah, yeah, Christensen's out. So it's like, all right. Well, even his comments about Aspilqueta and hoping that the club under new ownership, even though the there was an extension clause that got activated by appearances within Azpilicueta's deal that he hopes the club does the right thing and allows him to go to Barcelona. Like, I would imagine you see some of those, particularly long-standing servants like like Aspi, get a run out for the majority of minutes in yeah. front of the home fans one last time. Yeah. Um, 
that's something you do, you do hope to see. Um, but again, it, it's against one of the two relegation sides. Like they, they are going to have, like they're going to want to play for a little pride. Like it's their last game in the Premier League for who knows how long. They would hope that they're back up, not next season, but the following season. But they'll be up for it. They yeah. will be up for a, a trip uh, shortly south into into London and to to take on this side. And so I, I don't think it will be an easy game by any stretch of the means heading into this weekend. Well, it's kind of been an interesting like run of games. So we've had like two match days, you know, it, you know, since the, the double FA Cup weekend for Chelsea, you know, Burnley have lost. <laughs> Man City have drawn, which means the title race is coming down to the last match. Um, Watford got pumped 5-1 by Leicester City, so we should be able to win 2-1, I guess, is how that translates, I think. Um, You know, Leeds drew again in the relegation battle. Everton lost to Brentford, uh, but then they turned around and won and invaded the pitch not once, but twice against Crystal Palace. (laughs) Um... And so Burnley, you know, drawing again, like it's far more exciting at the tippy top and the, the the absolute bottom, like, and then in between, it's a lot of blah in this table. Yeah. So, um, I mean, look, it's down to Burnley and Leeds at this point, they're level on 35 points. It literally is going to be an absolute scrap on the last, uh, day of the season. Burnley are playing Newcastle who are in good form. Um, but they've got nothing to go for at this point. Uh, and then and, and, and the Leeds are playing Brentford, who apparently like messing Get around. Get it done, bees. Get it done, you know? bees. No team that has a negative 38 goal difference should be allowed to stay up in the league this season. I, but Burnley. Is Look, it? Give, give me the choice. <laughs> I mean, send, send Leeds down. Uh, People have seen the video. They've seen my face celebrating in the stands at Leeds. Sing the song. That's true. I need you guys are there. It to come around. Leasing to go down. Um, okay. Well, before I, I continue on, uh, we should touch on uh, the Dana match. I apologize. I got off script. Uh, it wasn't a win, but it wasn't a loss. So we had a Dana the match, and um, you were not very creative today. Well, uh, I, I will <laughs> Goal say, scores uh, not I, even I, in I, there. I, well, I, I did have to sub in um, a, a, an Ishan to uh, take care of uh, Twitter duty with some uh, work calls today. Did you give him um, guidance? No, this was oh, a custom this was work. Not, not even, this was custom work. Uh, he put Reese James, RJ24, Reese the Beast, and Lauren's brother, which I think was probably what I would have voted for. Uh, <laughs> Reese James wins with 58, uh, 54.8%, Lauren's brother, 23.5%, Reese the Beast, 15.1%, and RJ24 at 66 Uh Reese James, your Dan of the match, uh, as authored by our, our wonderful <laughs> Twitter man, Isha. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Hmm. All right. I, I will say, I don't know if you felt this way, Brandon. I felt like there were a lot of poor takes regarding like individual performances associated with players, whether it be Lukaku, Pulisic, uh, Ziyech. Like our attack has been terrible for the majority of the season. Yeah. More of the attack same. could have scored more than one goal. Didn't end up happening. I, I guess I'm not. Like, it's just the reality of the situation. I don't know if it's worth getting upset about anymore because it has to be fixed during the offseason. Like, we're clearly not going to figure out a way to dramatically improve in the last one to two matches of the season. I, I do think, though, 
I would like a win. I would like a home win to end the season on a high note as possible heading into the, the new regime. Yeah, look, our home record has been terrible uh, this season, surprisingly. And so um, I think we kind of glossed over a lot of those takes because we were just like, look, they're on a beach. Like, this is the reality of the situation. Like, the players are showing up, putting in a 7 out of 10, and not getting hurt. That's kind of the unwritten agreement at this point. Because there's, you know, if you're upset about it, then maybe you should Americanize it because there's nothing to play for for these players. And as some of them have uncertain futures, they're going to take care of themselves, you know. But yeah, the attack is still the same attack that we've had all season. Should be no freaking surprise. I mean, if our attack was like one to two levels but higher, you would have been in the Champions League semifinals. You might have, you know, squeaked away again. We definitely would have won the FA Cup. Um, but that's been the theme of the season. And we're going to break all of that down. But I'm not going to choose the last two matches, to your point, to like create an agenda against a player and be like, this is why they're out. Like, I can't stand it anymore. Yeah. It just, you know, it, don't worry. When you've been watching them as long as we have, you start to figure it out. You get it. <laughs> well, look, and there's a whole keep so alone reviewing the yeah. entirety of the season that we have to get into. So, uh, which will be much more comprehensive than the very narrow aperture that people are looking through right now. Like yeah. the individual 90 for these players is more reflective of the entirety of the season typically than one individual match. Yeah. All right. Um, again, thank you to Arsenal for losing 2-0 to Newcastle. That was a big result. So uh, the, the table in the 37th match day complete, which, again, it's been hilarious to like watch uh, Burnley have to make up all these games, Spurs make up all these games because you know the COVID breaks and things that we were not uh, fortunate to receive. We finally got in parity three days before the end of the season. Uh, Manchester City on uh, 90 points, Liverpool on 89 Chelsea in third on 71. So a nice little 18-point gap between us and Liverpool. Uh, Tottenham in fourth on 68. And Spurs have been officially welcomed by the UEFA Europa League on 66. United, pretty shit season for them. Uh, sixth overall on 58 points. Uh, they are 32 points off top. So that's, that is bad. Uh, West Ham, they were in Champions League spots and just could not hold on to it. They fell to seventh. Uh, Wolves, eight. Leicester City, nine. Brighton, 10, which is great for them. Brentford, 11. Uh, Newcastle, which we all thought were going down, uh, did save their season, and they're up to 12th. Palace, 13. Villa, 14. Uh, so Stevie G, not that great, apparently. Uh, Southampton, 15. Everton, 16. Frank somehow saving the bacon down there. And then Burnley, 17 on 35. Uh, Leeds, 18 on 35. And then Watford Norwich, both relegated 19th, 20th. They've gotten 23 and 22 points, respectively. That is horrific. They had five wins for Norwich, six wins for Watford out of 37 matches played. Unbelievable. Negative 56 goal difference for Norwich and a negative 42 for Watford. Not good. Not no. good, Brandon. No, no, Not no. Premier League level. Um, well, as we look to the final match day, I mean, Dan, there's going to be, it's Super Sunday, which I, I love this part of the Premier League. The fact that all the matches play at the exact same time. Uh, you know, we've had the Manchester United, the city, the Aguero moment, right? We've had many times where like they've had to have two Premier League cups because it is down to the wire. You know, Chelsea been involved in those as well. Sadly, it's been a while. Um, you know, 
so the really the only matches that people are going to be watching obviously we have our chelsea watford match right um but then you're looking at burnley newcastle or brentford leeds if you're uh um you know maybe a little bit more of a, a twisted fan who likes watching people suffer <laughs> Uh, and then obviously, Liber- I don't know. I don't know who you're talking about right now. <laughs> Liverpool Wolves, you know, for their side of it. And then Man City, Aston Villa. Um, both those teams, you'd expect to win those games. Uh, but City throwing a, a, a little wobble right at the end is a little bit of a surprise. Uh, but look, Chelsea done fucked up twice against Liverpool in domestic cups. Uh, we are to blame that the damn quadruple is still alive. Uh, we need Man City to just put a spear through that and, and end it come Sunday day. Man City and Madrid. Like that's all, all we're looking for right now. Just just finalize the the damn thing. I, I will say we do have kind of the picture though coming together of who's gonna be joining the Premier League next season with Fulham coming back up, with Bournemouth coming back up, and a playoff cha- a championship playoff between Nottingham Forest and Huddersfield for promotion to the Premier League. Brandon, it's going to be uh, um, a little bit of not great uh, in Bournemouth, a little bit of a curse there, a um, little bit of good having another uh, London club like Fulham back up. Uh, and then Nottingham Forest could be incredible, but also uh, Huddersfield, a uh, wonderful uh, you know, Chelsea youth player there right now. Uh, Levi, yeah. be great to see them come up too. Yeah, just crazy times. I can't believe Bournemouth are up so quickly um after the eddie howe experience and then you know fulham also you know yo-yoing as well but uh it's always fun uh i highly recommend you go through the the championship table every now and then it's always fun to see names you used to remember uh queens park rangers stoke city uh really glad we're not gonna be seeing them anytime soon the premier league is their mid table uh in the championship but even like darby county you know entering into administration super sad looks like they're gonna go down again um but uh there is a lot of life outside of it. So um, I think Fulham, it's nice. I mean, there's a ton of London clubs now, which is great for us because that means a hell of a lot shorter way days that uh, we have to go to. I think a lot of the footballing community are pulling for Nottingham Forest to come up. You know, they've won the, the league twice. Um, yeah. I think they've won even the European Cup at one point. So uh, they don't have history during our time, uh, our generation of fans, but there's a lot behind the the team. And I don't think I remember Force being in the Premier League since I started watching it. So um, every now and then you get you get some new twists and turns. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, that is a end of the month activity, though. We're looking at May 29th for those teams to face off uh, against one another at Wembley. So uh, very much looking forward to that result. But before then, uh, we have this upcoming weekend. And yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll tuck in. We'll get involved and. Uh, hopefully we'll watch Leeds down and uh, not watch Liverpool uh, collect another uh, Infinity Stone in their gauntlet. Yes, 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 yes. Um, okay, well, look, I think we're going to wrap this one up. Uh, we appreciate you coming to us to hang out for a little bit. Uh, we got big plans still, uh, some big celebrations, but really start making your plans for the, the Chelsea Summer Tour. Uh, we're going to be around. We're going to be there. Uh, we want to see you. We want to hang out with you. Um, you guys got to hang out with the UK friends. It's time to bring it home to the US friends, which we're super excited. So, uh, anyways, there we go. Check out the Patreon. Uh, thank you for all of you that continue to um, connect with us on social media. Um, it is fun and it is engaging. And lastly, go check out our TikTok page because we're up and running. So, anyways, that's gonna wrap us up. Until next time, Chelsea fans, you know what to do? Keep the blue flag flying high.